Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply, let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world, waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. Again, uh, posture's the same. Uh, try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, um, eyes half open, half closed, uh, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Um, place your hands uh, in front of your lower abdomen and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. We will now chant the Junidai found on page 49. Junidai, or Twelve Verses of Reverence, originated in the Mahayana tradition of India during the time of the Pure Land Master Nagarjuna, around 150 CE. The verses were later translated into the Chinese text that we chant today. Like the Larger Sutra and the Amida Sutra, the text of Junidai describes the spiritual qualities of Amida and the Pure Land using poetic language. Please read the translation of the Junidai found on page 51, which describes in detail what the 12 verses of reverence actually means. We will now chant the Junidai. Keshu Tenin Shoku Thank you. 
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. I would like to share with you Dr. Tai Tetsu Uno's epilogue to the awareness of self. The essence of Shin Buddhist faith, or Shinjin, is to awaken to reality. It means to see things, including the self, as they are, because in ordinary experience, we do not see things, including ourselves, as they are, but as our self-centered desires want to. This self-centeredness, also called instinctive ego or blind ignorance, cannot be controlled or suppressed, for it comes from a deeper source than our rational and moral self. In fact, it dominates and controls us. As long as we remain unconscious of our self-centeredness, evident in every facet of daily life, things do not move according to our desires, and we remain unhappy without knowing its specific reason, except to place the blame on other people and external circumstances. Thus, we create an endless series of negative karmas to eventually build our own world of hell. To become a Shin Buddhist means to realize this deep-rooted self-centeredness at the core of the conventional self. Since this awareness is impossible through ordinary knowledge, which is dualistic and objective, we are shown our inner self by the Buddhist teachings, which act as mirrors, as our self-centeredness is revealed to us through contact with sermons, lectures, discussions, books, and people who personify the Sheen faith, we will progressively achieve a better awareness of our total self. Since this awareness comes to us from a source beyond the narrow scope of self-centeredness, we say that Shin faith is realized by virtue of true compassion. Sometimes that source is called Tariki, or Amida Buddha, but it is essentially reality as it is. When true compassion reveals the instinctive ego within us, at the same time it affirms us as we are. The instinctive ego is affirmed and not negated because compassion, being perfect and absolute, embraces and purifies it. That is to say, life itself is affirmed, because life is good and is ultimately beyond any man-made categories of good or evil. Such a realization harbors certain dangers. When the instinctive ego is seen independently of true compassion, the result is either self-deprecation, I'm good for nothing, or self-conceit, I'm better than you because I understand. Both are forms of arrogance to which we are all so vulnerable, and they distort reality. When we fail to appreciate true compassion, truth escapes us. But when we awaken to compassion, truth ultimately becomes us. 
The affirmation of instinctive ego, furthermore, is a matter of complete awareness. When there is blind affirmation without awareness, the social order is upset and plunges into chaos. As Shinran warned some of his wayward followers, we would not take poison just because there is an antidote. And so, we would not wallow in instinctive ego just because compassion embraces it. It must be remembered also that Shinjin is not a psychological state of mind. Whether we are happy or unhappy, grateful or ungrateful, depends upon our unique karma, and it has nothing to do with awakening to faith. Our emotional condition is not the criterion of faith. Only the complete awakening to true compassion as underlying all life and sustaining all kinds of karma determines faith. Now, when the instinctive ego is realized and affirmed within true compassion, it becomes the source of positive karma to create a better and richer life. The source of negative karma is transformed into the source of positive karma. The ultimate testimony of this transformation is the Nembutsu, the calling of Namo Amida Butsu, which is at the same time a penitence for one's own human predicament and an expression of gratitude for this human life. The Nembutsu person who has awakened to reality and is free of the compulsions of instinctive ego becomes himself or herself and achieves true individuality. This truth is expressed in the Amida Sutra in the following poetic language. In the land of the Buddhas there are many lotus flowers in the lake as large as cartwheels. The green flowers radiate green color. The yellow flowers radiate yellow color. The crimson flowers radiate crimson color, and the white flowers radiate white color. Each flower, just as it is, is unique in appearance, fragrance, and beauty. End quote. It is in such a realm of true individuality, where there is mutual respect between authentic beings, that we can begin to speak of happiness, justice, brotherhood, equality, and peace. The majesty of Shin Buddhism is that it teaches the highest way of life not only for the saintly and devout persons, but also for the lowly and the unfaithful, like myself. The awakening of Shinjin may be simply expressed as follows. Because I am ignorant, I am not confused. The words of Dr. Tai Tetsu Uno from his epilogue to the awareness of self. The book is available as a Kindle ebook edition. In the Amazon search bar, type Haguri Awareness Kindle. Thank you very much for listening. This is Jim Pollard. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2022 by the Orange County Buddhist Church 
Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.